Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. I don't know if we could love you anymore. We just want to gobble, gobble, gobble you up. I'm in a pretty good mood. Going to be awesome. Going to be awesome? Going to be honest. I'm going to be awesome and honest. I'm ready to go. How you doing over there, Liberty Gypsy? Oh, I'm doing as well as can be expected during Joe Biden's term. How's that? That is that is a good way to look at it. I'm doing as well as can be expected during the Biden the Biden term. There is a there's always a lot going on. Uh, oh we're gonna my God. get we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. I know I have uh, my list. I, I'm still. We're, hey, you guys. We're, st- we're still on this uh, Russia hoax, Durham investigation, uh, Sussman's in big trouble. We're on that like a dog on a bone. I- I'm never going to let that one go. We're never going to let that one go. Uh, tons to talk about uh, this week in terms of uh, the Wuhan, about what's going on with this, uh, this giant spending bill, this so-called infrastructure bill, and the squad, and blah, 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 blah. We've got a great segment uh, coming up with Paul Hare. We're doing What's on the Web with Paul. We're talking about the Squid Game. We're talking about all the cool stuff on the website. It's so it, you're in. You're in for a fun one. You're in for a good one. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give the floor to the Gimlet over here to kick things off. I think you. What do you got? You got some uh, some some Kristen Cinema hotness news. Oh. Oh, it's it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing with the infrastructure deal and the the reconciliation deal and cinema and mansion going, no, we're not spending that much. And the squad going, then we're not passing your bipartisan infrastructure bill. And Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer running around trying to broker something late on Friday. Pelosi's dying to bring this infrastructure bill to the floor just so it can look like Joe Biden got something done. Right? Yeah. And Kristen Cinema leaves town. That's great. That's so great. all these negotiations and Biden coming into the room and trying to be the uniter of his own party, Cinema's like, see ya. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, hey, good for her. Good for her. And yes, she is. There's there's something about her, you guys. I'm, I I brought up. I There's something. There's something the about. The thigh boots caught you. The thigh boots yes. caught you way back when. And she's been a personal favorite of yours, even though she's on the other side of the aisle ever since. Yes. <laughs> I, I would. I would enjoy. I would enjoy meeting Kristen Cinema. I <laughs> here's the deal, though. I don't like I don't like relying on Kristen Cinema though. I don't like relying on Joe Manchin. I don't like all of this. I'm I'm still really concerned cuz I can remember I'm old enough. I can remember when Obamacare was coming down the pike and you're like, "Okay, there's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way." And you had people, "Oh, I'm holding out and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it." And then Nancy Pelosi she just she just wrote him a big fat check. Here you go. How much money? How much money do you need, Louisiana? Well, what would I have to do to get you over the top? It seems like we're in one of those scenarios again. Where um, and what was this thing? I saw that you probably know about this. There was some kind of uh, document that was leaked a, a few days ago about with with Chuck Schumer and uh, and Joe Manchin, where they were talking oh about God. the. That wasn't leaked. Joe Manchin put it out. <laughs> but what did that? What, what did that say? Well, because way back in like I want to say it was dated in July sometime. This yeah. dollar amount was already being discussed. This three point five trillion, blah 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 blah. And Joe Manchin told him at the time, "I'm not signing up for that. Any reconciliation bill that I am going to sign has to have these things in it." All the programs have to be means tested. Um, We're going to take an innovation, not an elimination approach to green energy. I mean, it it was very like you read it and you know exactly where Joe Manchin stood back in July. And Chuck Schumer signed it 
as recognition that, okay, I see where you stand. And now they were trying to say, well, it was really great of Joe Manchin not to say anything until now. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no, friends. Here you go. And Schumer signed it. Sorry if he didn't tell you about it. But no, we had this discussion. (laughs) The number that I thought was on that uh, document was 1.5 trillion. And that they would start and they would start. I think it was like we both agree to begin on October 1st. So, and this is what makes me like, seriously, don't ever underrate Nancy Pelosi. She's a lot of fun to make fun of. And everybody's like, oh, look at her. She drunk again. Oh, my goodness. Nancy, the bitch gets it done. So if Joe Manchin signed this agreement with Chuck Schumer saying, listen, we're going to talk about one point five trillion, but we'll talk about it in October. October 1st, we shall begin. Then I'm I'm going Game of Thrones here. I'm going Game of Thrones. I go, okay, so how do we make one point how do we make 1.5 trillion dollars palatable? How do we sell everybody by going, okay, well, I guess 1.5 trillion, that's a decent number. You double it. You double it or you go higher. So you spend all of September going, listen, we need to do a 3.5 trillion dollar deal. Three point, it's got to be 3.5. Oh, and 3.5 is really nothing. 3.5, and everybody's outraged. 3.5, 3.5, 3.5. Now we hear, here we are, the beginning of October, like, okay, well, let's let's do 1.5. It, it, I swear, it's it feels like that's what's happening. It feels like, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get you upset about this one thing. So our fallback position, what we really want. Which I don't know why I don't know why the conservative movement can't do this. It's you, you can't learn. It's like and we've been saying it on this show forever. You know, the liberals and and the Democrats they always do this. They want uh, they want one brand new sofa. That's all they want. They want one brand new sofa. But they come home and they go, listen, we got to knock down this wall. We need a whole new room. We need uh, uh, an an easy chair. We need new drywall. We need a ceiling fan. We need windows and French doors and and a sofa. And you're like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. And then they get the whole bedroom set. They get the they get the lazy boy. They get they they get more than they want. So. We need to and it's it's this is a great segue because it's it's really what I wanted to uh, talk about today is like doubling and tripling down on a smaller government, less, more freedoms. We we have to go hardcore with this. Everybody gets a gun. Nobody comply. Stop with the mask. Don't do the vax. This is crazy. Everybody in the, the critical race theory, get it out. We have to go. We have to go big on this and really well, it, put them on their heels. I don't disagree. I'll just go back to Mansion and Cinema for a second. Yes. Because I hear a lot, oh, really, Joe Manchin. <laughs> There's a couple fundamental things Joe Manchin has said publicly that as far as his electorate in West Virginia, he's going to have a hard time going back on. And he lives yeah. in the reddest state in the country. Yep. That was where Donald Trump got the highest share of the vote. Okay. He is the only Democrat elected to office pretty much statewide and certainly in Washington, D.C. So he has said if that bill does not have the Hyde Amendment in it, which says taxpayer dollars don't fund abortion, we can have a thing about what that really means. But the fact that it's missing pissed him off. And he said, if that's not in the bill, it's dead on arrival. Well, that has the progressives freaking out again. Okay. He also yeah. can't vote for all this elimination and green stuff. West Virginia is a coal state. He can't do it <laughs> and and get anywhere. That would that would be the equivalent of Hillary was it Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama going to West Virginia or Pennsylvania and said we're just going to put all you coal workers out of work. You, you, you can't do that in West Virginia. And Kristen Cinema, this is kind of insane when you stop and think about it. Her own party wants to primary her, 
but her favorables in Arizona are going up. That's... So the very small radical party that is the Democratic leadership in Arizona is very, very mad, but your run-of-the-mill Democrat, your independents, et cetera, she's up to 56% approval since she started saying we're not spending this amount of money. And both of them are coming into this where they might have been having conversations in July, but with the inflation, with the supply chain shortages and everything else that blowing out the spending is done. I mean, Joe Manchin, since that July, July letter has said, we just need to take a pause and see what's going on with the economy. We don't need to be talking about this right now. So I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. It you'd all like to feels throw Kristen around. It all feels like theater. I just I just googled uh, uh, Kristen Cinema nude, and sadly nothing <laughs> came up. I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of bummed about that. There's some of the fake ones where they put like her face on another girl's body, but that's not the same. Mm-hmm. That's not the same. Not the uh, same. I don't I don't trust any of it. I really don't trust any of it. And and I just and I don't hear enough outrage from the GOP because tucked into this, they keep finding things that are tucked into this, this whole, uh, you know, eight cents a mile tax. Eh, we're just going to look into it. We're going to just it's a pilot program uh, in the infrastructure bill just just to see about, you know, if we taxed you for every freaking time your wheel turned around, electric vehicle, hybrid vehicle, gas vehicle, they're just going to tax you now for using the roads. If you're on the road, you're paying. And mm-hmm. that's that's a tax that's just across the board. That's that's not some uh, only four hundred thousand dollar income people are paying. That's everybody paying that. And then yep. the other thing in there about the the looking into the bank accounts, uh, you got more than 600 bucks. You got a transaction that's more than 600 bucks. We want to know what you're doing. That's that's the IRS going after the little guy. That's the, that's yep. not about billionaires paying their fair share or millionaires paying their fair share. They are coming after you. And I that's just actually- don't I don't see the, enough outrage on the GOP like all of that. All of, this is the this is the big push, Gimlet. We talked about this when when uh, the election happened. It's like they it's tick tock on the clock. That's why AOC so pissed off. That's why all the Democrats are pissed off. They know that people have had enough of the whole COVID theater. Let's pretend we all have to wear masks. People are are getting fed up. So they need to put in all that they have to do it fast. They have to get it into this Mm -hmm. bill to to start building their socialist utopia before Biden taps out and before we get to vote again uh, in in 22. And, you know, it kind of surprises me. What does? Well, this is like a a complete almost duplication of the history after the 2008 election. When you jerk around with the American electorate and you do things that you didn't have a mandate to do, you will get voted out big time. Yes. I don't know why they don't just moderate and try to preserve their electoral power. Because it's not about it's that. Not a, it was never it was never a given that they would lose in 2022, but they're damn sure trying. It doesn't matter. Did you see uh, Nancy Pelosi? I keep doing my Nancy Pelosi impression because people like it. But she was given some press conference the other day talking about, you know, three point five trillion is zero. And this will uh, this will continue the Obama o- agenda. Yeah. And and people like she just she said it. It wasn't like a slip of the tongue. You know, maybe, you know, she is she's not a spring chicken. However, when you're talking about taking uh, a nation built on freedom and capitalism and turning it into a more of a socialist nation, you're not going to do it in one fell swoop. You got to do it with big chops, big chops. And look at how many people got thrown under the bus for Obamacare. 
They, you know, the girl in Louisiana. Oh, she was the big holdout. She was the big holdout. Then they gave her like three hundred billion dollars, and she's like, okay. And so yeah, her political career, boom, over. And there was another. Uh, I think it was there was it was a was it Nebraska? There was another holdout there. They don't care. It furthers the agenda. And I'm I I my big concern, and I've said it before, and I'm repeating myself, but it's like. You want 1.5 trillion and you want to do all these socialist programs. So you go, okay, we're asking for 3.5. And this way, Joe Manchin can come back and go, listen, I took this very seriously and I really, but they're going to take this little piece out of it. They're going to take this one little piece out of it. And, oh, that's, and we're all supposed to feel better about it. Holy crap. Holy crap. We're in the freaking loser mindset, the loser mindset. It's got to be uh, roads and bridges, infrastructure, roads, bridges, airports. Uh, and speaking of ports, we got to talk about these ships that are off the coast. But like they were, we, we've got freaking Stockholm syndrome about this infrastructure bill. Fuck you and your 1.5 trillion. Screw you and your in your freaking. I need to pay for uh, 5G towers. Go sit on a cactus and spin. Like it well, all. I also needs don't to have to out. pay for community college for everyone. Yeah. I'm sorry. The fact that we need 13th and 14th grade just speaks to the fact that we really need to fix K through 12. Um, but. What? And I get it. But the, the thing that I put this out on Twitter and, you know, people are telling me to go buy tinfoil and that's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry you all can't see it. But what's really in this bill, when you look at the $600 transaction, when you look at the the mileage tracking, um, and that's all going to be done electronically and via the web. So now you know where people are spending their money. Now you know where people are going. You can already look at their internet history. You know Google will give them any information they ask for. I mean, Google's basically an arm of the government. They receive so much money from the government, it's not even funny. Yeah. So now you're talking about a surveillance state on the American citizen where they can effectively crush any resistance to their agenda. Yes. Through something like, bear with me here, guys, bear with me, the social credit system in China. It is we are i'm telling you right now gimlet we're on the edge we're right there and i'm i'm right there with you and listen if you know people can make fun of you or you know blah 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 all they want however the the possibility the possibility that we could be right that you could be right that people who are thinking the possibility it's such a it's like it's like you're sitting in your backyard having a picnic and and all of a sudden two bears show up and you're like, OK, those bears are about to eat me. And people are like, hey, no, they're just foraging. They might be right. But those bears might come over and eat you. That's where we are. Right? It's just the possibility that like like you just went down the, the list of it, the possibility. It's just low hanging fruit. It's too ripe. OK, we've got Google in our back pocket. We've got big tech. We've got Facebook. We can look into their bank accounts. Six hundred bucks. We know where they're driving. We know how long they're driving. We can tax them into oblivion. We can penalize them into uh, oblivion. They, it's Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. We're just too close. We got to stand up. We got to get motivated. We got to stay motivated. And we also got to take a break. (laughs) We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back with more. We're both fired up. My panties are in a twist. Ready 
to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome back to the Loftus Party Podcast. This is a public service announcement. If you like to beat up strangers, if you want to be a bully, and if you want to get paid for it, we need you on the Australian Police Force. You can roam around the neighborhood and beat the living daylights out of people for just going outside of the homes and having a smoke. Maybe they're walking a dog, but if they're not wearing a mask, kick them in the back of the head. It's Mad Max in real life. Australia, we want your guns, mate. Holy crap. You watch those videos coming out of Australia and, and you're like, you guys need to get it together. You need they need to st- they need some 3D printer guns over there. Don't let them take mm-hmm. your guns, you guys. You don't want to be Australia. No. Well, OK. Australia has their own set of problems. We got our own problems going on here. Australia, we love you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Keep Peacefully protest, peacefully protest, get out and the rest of the world is rooting for you. Keep it peaceful, keep it nice, keep it nonviolent, but you guys got to stand up. You got to keep standing up or else uh, the, the, the rest of the world will go your way. And they've and they've got plots and schemes. And I know you wanted to pick back up on the whole uh, social credit thing, which I, I it feels to me. You know, you look at like uh, statistics on Facebook and YouTube and blah, 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 blah. And if if you're guilty of wrong thing and if you post the wrong thing, you're done. They just YouTube is they just killed so many channels. Anybody criticizing the vaccine, any any kind of anti-vax. Boom. Gone. Done. When you read. When you read their actual rules. You just yeah. can't talk about the vaccine at all because they say you're not allowed to say that if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID. But yeah. you're not allowed to say anything prevents or cures COVID either. Yeah, you're and listen, oh. I, I say this as a person who, you know, I, I I really like the Loftus Party YouTube channel and I'm trying to, you know, play within the lines that's been the whole thing play within the lines keep adding people keep getting louder blah 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 blah. but if you look at the they can kick you off for any reason it's it's there's a when you when you go to post a video you're like are there are there children in this video no are there drugs no guns no uh are you are you talking about uh just any content someone might find disturbing is in one of those. Uh, it's a category onto all onto itself. So if anyone finds it disturbing, they can go blank. So if you make uh, a video uh, about, you know, I, I don't know, making fun of a of an overweight transgendered person and th- their work, whatever. OK, somebody found that disturbing. Boom, you got to go. So. Right now, and and the vaccine thing is is really uh, concerning to me because you'll find people who, and it happens on Twitter all the time. They'll they'll take information from the CDC, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm posting these CDC numbers, and they go, okay, you got to take that down. You got to go. You got to go. 
and accounts have been disappeared for that. Oh, I know. It's the worst. Every all of the really important stuff that I write that is based in science and studies and research, direct quotes from the FDA. Okay, you have to understand. I'm a wonk. I listen to a lot of things, right? Yeah. I oh, I know. To the, I listened to the vast majority of the FDA hearing on boosters. Okay. Yes. Dorian Fink, who is the clinical director of the vaccine approval pro program at the FDA, said when asked the risks from the vaccine of myocarditis for men under 40 are greater than the risks from COVID. In a sane society, that would mean no man under 40 would take an mRNA vaccine. That's what a sane society would do, yes. But you hear this, right? And you go, that's kind of a big deal. And then I write an article about it. And because of the crap we take on Facebook over at PJ, I have to put it behind the paywall so only our subscribers can see it. And then you literally beg your subscribers, please tell this, please show this to other people. This is yeah. important, right? And it's so frustrating. Like I had to put the whole chicken virus thing behind the paywall. You can actually go look at researchers who are tracking the variants on a graph, okay? Real yeah. time. You can put a red line, and I've done it on Twitter and they haven't made me take it down yet. Um, you can put a red line on the approximate date when 100 million Americans had the vaccine and variants freaking explode because that's what evolutionary pressure does. It's not the unvaccinated creating variants because we provide it. If you are, if you've never had COVID and you've never been vaccinated, your body puts no pressure on the virus to mutate because it can just go in and be itself and you have no defenses. When you go into a hundred million people that are all vaccinated the same way, that is a huge amount of evolutionary pressure on the virus to figure out a new way to get around it. And they're just lying all yes. the time. Yes. They're they're lying, they're cherry picking the studies that they wanted, they're manipulating data. This whole nonsense of uh, hey, if you if you got your sex your second shot of the vax and then you kick the bucket in three days, well, that's gonna be uh, we gotta mark that down as an unvaxed. We gotta mark that. That's just you know? the most common sense people realize that that's a, a, a ton of BS. And the other BS that they don't want nobody wants to talk about Sweden. Nobody wants to talk about Sweden. Sweden's open, you guys. They're fine. They're doing great. They're awesome. And Florida. Norway just said, screw it. Yeah, Norway. They're done, too. Florida's right, numbers done. are way down. Alberta, Canada. We're done. What's this about uh, uh, Canada and their airspace and some weirdness? What's going on there? I have not heard about this. I heard, Yeah, I heard something about, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go down that uh, that road. But, but listen, if you're, can, listen, if you're not vaxxed, if you didn't get the vax, if you didn't get the jab, it's up to everybody. It's up to everybody. No shame anyway. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And and because uh, it, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like what's the freaking upside? What's the upside of oh oh you still have you to wear a mask? Still can't soon? do this. Da, 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 da. It's horrible. And it's then horrible. you get another one soon. Yeah. Yeah, listen. I there. said it. We said it on this podcast. What a month ago, the Columbia Record House of Vaccines. It will be. It will be. Here it comes that is. third booster. Doctor Fauci's like, I believe the definition of fully vaccinated will now include at least one booster. Shut up. He doesn't exist anymore. That guy does not exist anymore in my Can world. I Seriously, he doesn't. He is a non-person. The Fauci. Fauci is a non-person. The CDC is a non-person. 
The the World Health Organization is a non-person. Anybody who tells me I have to wear a mask is a non-person. All of it. It does not exist. It's just it's Can I gone. just tell you the, the one reason I will watch Rachel Walensky or Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director? Why? Because every time she speaks in front of that blue wall, you can tell she's reading from a teleprompter and it looks like a freaking hostage video. And it just makes me <laughs> I'm like, lady, you don't even know what you're saying and you're scared to say it. My God, quit, yeah. quit. Stop selling your soul. Um, it's, it's, an, it's an overused metaphor, but we are in this 1984 pseudo reality, this bizarre twilight zone where like straight up Soviet educated people are being nominated to positions of power in our banking. We got to stop banking as as it is existed. And like that's a Biden nominee. And we're being told three point five trillion is zero. And we're being told, oh, you have to get the vax to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. And all the, the logic the is all screwy. <laughs> yeah. And so and, and and you still have these these insane people uh, that want to teach critical race theory and they want like kids to learn about crazy sex stuff in schools. We have to get involved on every level, on every level. This once upon a time because of communication and everything, you could just kind of hold off and you go, you know what? I'll just, oh, I'm going to vote. Oh, I can't wait to vote next year because I'm going to do that. Oh, and when we get blank as president, then things will change. If we oh. learned anything from uh, the Trump administration, we learned just how deep the swamp is. We, Oh, my God, there's still stuff going on with the FBI uh russia hoax all that we haven't even touched on that that might have to go over towards patreon but the the durham report and all that stuff so we learned that the swamp is deep it is it is deeper than we've ever met because that you got the dc swamp but then you got the swamp is is in your it's on your school board it's in every level of of uh of when you wherever there's a bureaucracy the swamp is taken over and we can't just sit back and just run our businesses and run our lives. Everybody, and I'm talking, everybody has to get involved. Go to those school board meetings. Get loud. I just did a thing. I like I like it when I can put uh, my my belief system into action. I drove up to uh, Michigan the other day over the weekend. I was kind of MIA on Saturday. There's a guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a younger kid. Great guy. Uh, and he's running for office in in Michigan. I think he's I think he's running for uh, state Senate or, uh, or or no representative. And and uh, just there was a bunch of uh, contestants there. The kid that invited me up, Dylan Pescarolo, Dylan Pescarolo. If you're up in Michigan, keep an eye on him. I want name recognition with this kid. Uh, I learned a lot about a lot of inside baseball stuff into Michigan politics and why Gretchen Whitmer is still in power and why she isn't impeached. And this is just a, one little slice of the, the the 50 state pie. I know, you know, Georgia, you're, you know, Gimlet country. I learned a little bit about about Michigan and holy crap. You've got rhinos. You got rhinos who do not want to. They're going to talk the talk. But they're not going to walk the walk and they got to go. They have to go. Mm -hmm. We need to get we need to get on offense. So I met Dylan Pescarolo, did an event with him. Just a great kid. Uh, and he's an idealist. And I love it. He's an America first idealist. And and I met uh, Evan Space. I met Ke uh, Ke uh, Ryan Kelly. I met Bob Scott and uh, a couple of other folks and. Uh, Steve Thomas and Brandon McCoola. And here's the cool thing about it. All of these people, and if I left your name out, I, I'm very sorry. Uh, I, I Almost all of them, 99%, and well, well, all of them, no, nobody's a professional politician in this group. 
was a it was a good group of people. They all just care. They've had enough. They're stepping up. You know, they come from all walks of life. And wow, Michigan, you got an opportunity. And I have to think if Michigan has this opportunity, other states do too. So wherever you're living, look into it. Look into it. Find out. And if you've got, I guarantee you got some rhinos. You got some rhinos at your state house. They gotta go. They gotta go. Let's let's put the fear of let's put the the fear of the voter in them. And like you and I were talking about that during the break, like how the government doesn't fear. They don't. They really don't fear fear the voter anymore. They don't. The federal. Oh my God. The federal government. They just do whatever they want. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, they pretty much do, and it's because our. And this has been like. We can be really mad um, at the people that are there now, but this kind of process of Congress giving up power to federal agencies rather than legislating has been going on since like the 70s, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yes. Um, You know, but then I, then I, (laughs) I sit here today, like, I forget. I think it was Dr. J. Bhattacharya. He just looked at somebody who was interviewing him and he, he just said, who elected Anthony Fauci? Why does he have this decision-making power? He said the politicians have abdicated to these experts. I mean, if you look at the pandemic, it kind of all comes into very stark relief. There are very, yeah. there are very few politicians, governors mostly, who brought people in got advisement from some health experts, some economic people, some education people, da-da-da-da-da, learned what all the trade-offs were and actually made decisions. Brian Kemp is one, DeSantis is one, the governor of Utah is one, the governor of Nebraska is one, and they've taken an immense amount of crap for it, right? But they actually said, let's look at everything and then make a decision. Everybody else, I mean, even Abbott in Texas caved to pressure from federal agencies to put masks on people and do all this other nonsense. The po- like, the only politicians in my mind that are worth a shit are the ones who did the right thing when it came to COVID-19. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Rand Paul. Rand Paul, Paul has been a, a light in the awesome. darkness. Say what? On Johnson. Very good job. Um, Paul smacking around Javier Becerra last week. If you haven't seen that video, like literally go watch the whole six minutes because you're going to be going, yes, yes, yes. Well, let's call him arrogant. He called him. It was great. It's a fun piece of video. It's a fun piece Mm -hmm. of video. And thank goodness for Ron Paul or Rand Paul. Uh, It's 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 great. And it's like, that's what should happen we look at it as like oh what a great it, it's a wonderful piece of video but like it's a piece of a bigger problem and i, I wrote about this at the loftusparty.com and it, it goes back to a thomas Sowell quote we, we have people making these decisions who have nothing happens to them if it goes wrong not there's no you've got You've got Joe Biden and a bunch of Democrats making, oh, my God, Jen Psaki the other day when she's like, it's absurd and unfair to think that a business owner would raise costs just because they're (laughs) – it's like, oh, my God, you know nothing. And when Fauci makes these decisions and they literally – they it came out the other day, the whole six-foot social distance, that's random. They don't even know where that started. That just kind of started and it kind of caught on, just kind of got away from them. You have politicians like the guy Rand Paul was was going toe to toe with the other day. Who just, He just mopped the floor with him. The guy has no idea. He has no idea. He's a freaking politician who shouldn't be making these decisions, who's in over his head like all of them. Joe well, Biden, I mean, that's what that's what killed me about this whole booster discussion so the federal agencies go outside the agencies and they bring in committees of experts right to advise them on vaccines the committees of experts said 
the only place with this level of data that we're comfortable saying a booster shot might be indicated is people over the age of 65 and those who are immunocompromised. There is not enough data to say these things are even effective, let alone safe. Then the political appointees overruled the experts. Yes. It's like, and that's crazy. <laughs> and that's absolutely crazy. And it's the kind of yes. craziness that we should not participate in. But that we should like do not do not abide by the laws of petty tyrants. And it's all just like some wig one big PR game. I insist we all wear a mask because wearing a mask proves to people that you care. And even though I'm not wearing a mask when I go out to my party and blah blah blah, it's all just so much insane PR crap. And it's the elites telling the little people. To trust me, because oh, it's just I, I'm I'm at I'm at <laughs> I'm at my wits end with it. I can't believe anybody's putting up with it anymore. That jo- oh. that Joe Biden Joe Biden, 48 years in politics, never ran a business, never did anything. He's gonna make some kind of policy. How? How? Oh, my book learning. Oh, I I read lots of books about it. Bitch, sit down. You don't know what you're talking about. And economics and. Oh. The, the the military generals, my God, how can you look at Afghanistan as anything other than a turd in a punch bowl? That's all it is. But I and mean, they're then, all still then up you, there. Then you like literally sit there and watch something that is so absurd that you're just, how do people, how do people get on TV and say this? So you have he who shall not be named on the television this morning going, it's really too soon to tell if we'll be able to gather for Christmas. Shit, I've been gathering for Christmas, Fourth of July, Labor Day. I mean, there's not been a holiday I missed since this stupid thing began. Yes. Gather with who I want, when I want, under what conditions I want. And I don't care what you say because nothing you've said is true. I am planning. Like there are entire states who look at that and go, are you nuts? And there's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people who don't. You you travel in your own circles, uh, but there's a lot of people who are like, uh, um, you know, oh, I don't know if it's safe for me to have a party until everybody shows a vaccination card. Oh, my God, those poor souls. Those poor souls. Okay, you guys, we have to move on. Uh, you got to get on Patreon because the show's just, it's it's getting, it's getting, <laughs> it's it's expensive. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with what's on the web with Paul. And then uh, Gimlet and I got to talk more about this uh, this Russia hoax and FBI and this, this Sussman dude and his lies. And there's tons more. And the elites, the elite, these, that's my big thing. I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be just some mindless slave who has to do what the, the, the moronic elites tell me. Nope, nope, we are going to turn back the clock. We are going to go 1776 on this thing. So stick around. We love you. What's on the web is next, and we'll see you over on the Patreon. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a hundred years. So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
it is another incredibly amazing what's on the web with Paul. I, I love this segment. I like going back. I like talking about why people posted stuff and what we're talking about and what the buzz is. So, Paul, my man, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Good to be here. How are you doing? You know what? I'm 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 fighting the cold, but I'm I'm hanging in. I've got the I got a positive positive mental attitude. I got to keep it positive. Good. Let's start talking about that show tonight again. There's another post up at the Loftus party about it. Sketch comedy as it's meant to be. This yeah. One, this one features a a clip from that show tonight. Actual footage, actual content from the show and when we're talking about sketch comedy, um, people say, oh, Saturday Night Live is great. And, I mean, it obviously has run for a long time, but they're, they're hit and miss. Sketch comedy is very hard to do, at least in my opinion. But I watched the Democratica ad, and I thought it was just very, very good. And people have, <laughs> to, go, people have to go see it. It's a, it's a fake commercial. And then I'm not going to give it away or, or tell anybody what it's about, but that's the title of it. So yeah. wanted to see what you thought about it and what your thoughts are on sketch comedy in general. Okay, well, first of all, huge fan of of sketch comedy, and I'll just say this as a little backstory: is Saturday Night Live, which everyone seems to have uh, forgotten or, or 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 overlooked. Everything funny, everything funny, almost for the last. 50 years can be directly traced to a group of people at who started the National Lampoon. It is insane. Either National Lampoon or Second City in Chicago. But most of the Second City people went to National Lampoon. So uh, once upon a time, back in the 70s, you had uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, a bunch of folks, and they were doing uh, sketch comedy, just audio. And they would do albums, and they did them for National Lampoon. National Lampoon became so popular uh, and was such a huge hit. NBC asked National Lampoon to do a weekly sketch show. And those guys were so busy because they were starting to produce movies. They had number one records out. They had a radio show they were doing. They were, And then they were also doing a lot of drugs and a lot of partying. So they just couldn't see their – they just didn't have the schedule to do a live sketch show for NBC. So uh, NBC went to this guy, Lauren Michaels, and goes, how about you do a sketch show for us? And he went, sure. And he just went and just took all the talent from National Lampoon. That's where he got Belushi, Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, Chevy Chase, Bill Murr, everybody. He, it's, it's like going to the New York Yankees. Uh, you know, in the the best team they ever had, and you go, I'm going to start a baseball team, and then you just hire everybody from the New York Yankees. So, the the brilliance of Saturday Night Live, and it, and it is it is fun. It's fun to take, uh, you know, oh this just happened in the news, let's make fun of it, or oh this is popular now, let's make fun of it. And sketch usually is a, it's just a very powerful way to do that. So. We're doing that with that show tonight, and we're kind of, it's, you know, people can go, they can subscribe, we're going to do two shows a month, we're going to have different hosts, guest hosts, uh, my buddy Terrence K. Williams just uh, said that he wants to host an episode, we want influencers, and right now, because of my history in Hollywood, I know it's, we're not going to get on a TV station. It's not going to go, you guys, we could do a whole episode of of the why nots. So to get people kind of excited about it, we didn't want to put up the whole episode and just be like, here you go, watch. We're going to like leak out skit after skit. And I'm just going to say this, uh, Democratica is an ad uh, for a medication. I think you guys probably get it already just off of <laughs> off of what I'm saying right now. It's funny. Check it out. I can't wait to see everyone's reaction to the next skit. We got another one coming out next week. Hilarious. Super funny. But we're doing live stuff, you know, with live actors. We're doing, uh, you know, commercial parodies. We're doing game show parodies. We've, we're doing cartoons. We're doing music. 
It is uh, going to be a lot of fun. I love sketch comedy. I love being able to do characters and all this other stuff. So I would invite everybody to go to uh, thatshowtonight.com and check out. Check out the stuff we've already posted and uh, and get a subscription. Get a subscription. It's it's super easy. It's it's relatively inexpensive. It's gonna be an absolute blast. And I think I think people are gonna be shocked. I think people are gonna be shocked. It's gonna be a blast. So that's that's my little ad for that show tonight. We should probably I could little I could talk about sketch all day. All day. We should move on. Okay. I was just going to add, though, I, you would agree that it's hard to do. It's not something that you can just throw together. I mean, it's easy to miss in sketch comedy, correct? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. If it, the, the great thing is, like, like with Belushi and Aykroyd, and nobody gives Aykroyd enough credit, I believe, for everything that he brought to the table as a writer, let alone as a performer. Uh, but, yeah, there's, oh, my gosh, sketch comedy – it's easy to miss. Improvisational comedy, it's easy to miss. But it's so much fun when it's done right. And, you know, when you're doing original characters and then a character hits. I'll, I'll Listen, I'll always give it up for the actors on Saturday Night Live. They might have their own agendas, but wow, the talent that has come through that place. Oh my gosh, you know, Eddie Murphy and uh, the, the the list goes on and on and on and on and on. There's and you, and even though you know their politics are way different, you you can't help but just say that is a that's a funny dude. That's a funny dude. You know who I I just saw a clip of uh, Jay Farrow, and I really thought he would be really big, but he just kind of like he was like a little blip on the radar over at SNL, but I saw him, he was on a talk show recently and his impressions are fantastic. Maybe I should give him a, maybe I should give him a ring. See if he wants to be on that show tonight. There you go. All yeah. right. All right. So like you said, we're moving on. We got to go to the next one. We got another meme roundup. That's meme roundup from Gordon fake white house edition. And for those who aren't familiar, everything about, the Biden communist regime is fake, including him getting his booster shot for the the Wuhan. And they what they presented to the public was that he's sitting there in either his office in the White House or something similar, and a doctor or a nurse comes in, and he rolls up his sleeve, and like a good patriot, he gets a shot in the arm. And then they show the behind the scenes. It wasn't the White House even. It was a stage set up to look like the White House. And it was all fake. And you just you say to yourself, First of all, why do they need to fake that? And second of all, with all the people who are hesitant to get the vaccine, that just makes people even more hesitant to get it. What do you think about it? I thought, like you were saying, I thought it was really bizarre. Like, why go to the lengths of building the stage? I'm looking at it right now, and and I don't know where this took place, but it looks like a it looks like a TV studio or a film studio, and there's you know, you can you can look outside the air quote windows, and I'm with uh, I'm with a lot of people who question this, and I don't think Biden got the vaccine in, in that that picture. I really don't. And then here's why: because uh, I don't think it's worth the risk. If he were to have an adverse reaction, or some if if anything were to go wrong, and he were to pass out in front of the cameras. It, you, 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 oh my gosh, you'd never come back from that. So in a weird way, well, not in a weird way, it, it, I, I could see the White House going, listen, just we'll put you out there, we'll put you on stage, and we'll just we'll just give you some saline uh, just so it looks good. So I thought it was it was extremely odd that they had a whole stage set up, but I thought the meme roundup was hilariously funny. And who knew? Uh, that Biden's arms were so hairy. Oh my God! It's like watching a scene from Planet of the Apes. He's like, he's like, he's like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. That's pretty good. Well, now we know why the, the kids at the pool were pushing down his hair. <laughs> right? Now you know. Now you know why they wanted to. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, get corn pop in there. Do something. Roll your sleeve down, dude. Here's one final question for you. Is Biden actually living in the Truman Show? In a, in a, no, 
No, he's not. But metaphorically, yes. Metaphorically, <laughs> yes. Because of the information that he's giving. I guarantee Joe Biden lives in a far, far different reality than we live in. And the facts that are presented to him, and this is what makes it hard to like really dig in and like despise people. There's a lot to despise about Joe Biden, but I genuinely think that 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 he gets up in the morning and he's like, so what's going on today? And they're like, well, China's awesome. China loves us. And oh, the Afghan thing went great. We're going to do some more drone strikes. And like he's just he's just being presented a fantasy. And then they like, oh, the white supremacists are really bad today, sir. You might have to talk about the white supremacists there. <laughs> and he just goes out. And that's that's the weird little reality he's living in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I have no disagreement. Nothing to add, no disagreements. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Anyway, moving on. Lisa wrote moving a on. Want to look good this Halloween? Men, get a suit. And I agree with her. I agree a good suit looks good, and I also agree that women like men in a suit. And what are your thoughts on that? I agree 110%, and I'm looking at the post right now. Want to look good this Halloween? Men, get a suit. And the... Absolutely right. It does have to be the perfect suit, though. It can't just be a suit. You have to look at I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, the picture from the article and Daniel Craig is standing there. He's rocking like a classic, like never goes out of style black suit, the little tiny pocket square, not a big blah, blah, little tiny. He's got a white shirt on unbuttoned at the collar, no tie. And you're like, yes, that's perfect. That's it does. Yeah, that is a good suit. Oh, it's a it's a great one. And like, you know, even, you know, you look back at what Sean Connery is wearing. He's doing like the whole tuxedo jacket. I dig the I dig the tuxedo jacket with the, the shiny uh, like lapel look. But once you start adding on the bow tie and stuff like stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I like I like that rugged look of like no tie, but I, I kind of mean business at the same time. And yeah, a good suit. Every, uh, the good rule of thumb is like every dude should have uh, a fantastic looking black suit and a blue suit. Yep, That'll get you through. That'll get you through everything. And if you yeah. go to a store and you buy one, that's great, but you have to get it tailored. If you just take it off the rack, eh, it's not gonna, you know, you're going to be able to yeah. tell that's not fitting right, so you need to have it tailored in order for it to fit right. You know what's funny? It's like I did uh, an episode of the Candace Owens show recently, and uh, I bought I, I bought a jacket for that because whatever stuff aside. But like I have my suits are in one place. I'm in another place. I'm all in between and all over the board. So I'm like, I'm going to get a new uh, a new jacket, you know, a new suit jacket. And I did. And I'm like, man, fit like a glove. I go in, I, I put on the jacket, it looks great. And then I always thought that the, um, you know, you have that, that that top knuckle on your thumb. I always thought that's where the sleeve was supposed to hit. I guess now they're saying it's supposed to sit up a little bit higher than that. I didn't know, I'm a fashion loser. I didn't know where my sleeve was supposed to hit. Well, yeah, if you would have asked me offhand where it's supposed to fall when your arms are at your side, I don't think I'd be able to tell you the proper place. Uh, me neither, evidently. And I, I thought I knew. I'm still learning. Okay, what is next? What's next? I think. Well, we want to talk about. Uh, we want to talk about Squid Game, but um, yeah, we'll talk about that first. Go ahead and start watching Squid Game now. And for those people who aren't familiar with it, Squid Game is a Korean show, meaning South Korea, and that's something that you posted about. And the, the summary that you provided, I'm going off my memory here of how it was written, was it's a guy who's trying to help his daughter, his daughter but he gets in over his head financially and stuff happens after that. What, what, are, you, what are your additional thoughts on it? Okay, so I, I wanted to hold off. I didn't know if it was going to be a week to week or if people were going to binge watch it, whatever. So if you have Netflix, watch this game. Watch this game. Watch the show. It's fantastic. It's really, uh, it's a group of different characters. We're introduced to one guy who's uh, who, who's a loser. He's pushing 50. He's divorced. You know, 
he's got a weird relationship with his daughter. His daughter, she she just loves him. She thinks the world of him. Uh, but he's a loser, and he's got a huge gambling problem. He lives with his mom. Ba 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 ba. He's being traced. You know, loan sharks are coming after him. They're gonna take his kidneys. They're gonna. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. And then he's invited. Uh, he he meets a stranger who invites him to play a game for a lot of cash. For a lot of cash. And he's putting up as collateral uh, in this initial game his body. So it starts with a children's game. Uh, and the guy, if he if he loses, if he wins, he gets all this money. If he loses, the guy gets to slap him. So he does it, he does it, he does it until he finally wins. And then we're introduced to the larger picture. He desperately needs more money. The, the company has contacted him who was slapping him around. And they're like, if you want to make some real money, call this number and you can play these children's games and you can win big, big money. So he does it. And I'm, I don't want to give away too much from the first episode. They send a van. They come get him. They knock him out. He wakes <laughs> up. And he's in a giant warehouse with a couple of hundred other people. And they have also incurred a lot of debt. They desperately need money. And they're invited to play a children's game with the promise of winning big, big bucks. And so the first game they play is red light, green light. And it's this robot, this giant robot girl, you know, who's like, you know, red light. And she turns around. And if you're moving, you're shot. <laughs> and people, oh, dude, you you have to see it. It's brutal. It's brutal. And it's freaky. And just like, and when you think you know where it's going, you find you're surprised. And then you think you know this character, but they're not there for this reason. They're there for another reason. Episode two is all a little bit of backstory. And I think it's very, I think the reason it's hitting now, I got, I got so, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I think the reason it's hitting now is because we've been in lockdown. People have been unable to make a living. You've been, the, the, the vast majority of people have been suffering and worried and anxious while the the people in charge, the the Nancy Pelosi's, the Joe Biden's, they're the elites. They're the people because there's like these group of like masked people who just watch the games. They don't, they're just watching the games. They've organized them. And it feels like it's a it's a giant metaphor for what we've all been going through. And I think that's why the show is exploding in popularity right now, because that's how it feels. You've got the Nancy Pelosi's of the world who, oh, you can't get your hair done, but I get my hair done. I'm sitting here eating this ice cream, but you can't go to work. I'm doing this. Those sons of bitches have never missed a paycheck because they're the ones sitting watching us all play the squid game. We're all we're all playing in it. <laughs> and it's and it's fantastic. And I think that's why it's so big. The other great thing about it is the performances and the directors, because it is a uh, a South Korean show, has a little bit of like it's a little bit over the top. It is a little bit more almost and I don't want to turn anybody off. It's almost like anime in a weird way. Everything is just a little bit tweaked. And the way they shoot the episodes and the angles and the art department and the everything, it's like I want to get the directors from the Squid Game to do Cowboy Bebop because then it might have a chance. It might – and and with the whole – and it just made me – I was thinking about it the other day uh, driving home. It's like that girl who plays – Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop. I want to sit her down and go watch this. Watch the Squid Game. Watch this. Watch the Fifth Element. Watch this. Like this whole, the, the whole, her whole argument about the uh, the outfit that she has to wear and it's oh revealing. You're fired. You're fired. I've really, I want to double down on this. She's horrible. Why did they hire her? But this was it's, this was the one you called lesbian Lando Calrissian last week. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to follow up with that. With I just really want lesbian Lando Calrissian to host to host that that show tonight eventually. So <laughs> I want that to be a guest host, and, and she she would just be there yelling angry stuff the entire time. That's hilarious. Okay, we got time for one more. We got to make it quick. Go through. I did a, an Eternals post 
last night, and it kind of follows up on sort of on what you were writing about a month ago. And it was about MCU always has, well, here's the next film. And my issue is not just here's the next film. It's the here's the, oh, you thought this villain that was destroying the entire universe was bad. That was nothing compared to the next guy. I'm just rolling my eyes at this point. They have a real problem. And instead of going bigger, they need to start going smaller. What's your thoughts? Well, they they've written themselves into a corner. They've written themselves into a corner because after th- I, I haven't had a chance. I was traveling all day yesterday. I haven't had a chance to look at your I have to guess it's Galactus. I have to think that's that's the next big one up. Galactus, the eater of planets and the guy who started the Silver Surfer, all that. Galactus is a big, bad baddie. Uh, and I guess you have the, the Watcher is in there uh, somewhere. The universe is so full, but by by going so big. With all these, you know, when Spider-Man's in trouble, okay, why doesn't he call Thor? Why doesn't he call this guy? Uh, You've got too many heroes, and you you keep just, yeah, like you're saying, oh, now, oh, it's the fate of the world. Oh, my goodness, now it's the fate of the galaxy. Oh, my goodness, now it's the fate of, like, we don't care. And if you don't care, you got a horrible problem. You got a big, big problem as a writer if people don't care. And then the next thing you have now is with, uh, you know, the Loki timeline where you can just be and be, oh, let's get a we got a Loki from that timeline. We got a Loki from this timeline. Oh, in this timeline, Captain America's here. Oh, in this timeline, Iron Man's here. And they're doing it now with the Spider-Man movie. You know, the 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 new flick coming out where, oh, he's going to meet the Spider-Man from this universe. So no one's really dead. You can just go to another timeline and go grab them. So <laughs> nothing means anything. They got they 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 do. They have a, they have a real problem. They have a real problem. I'll be very eager to see how the Eternals goes. All right. So um, that's about that's about all we have. I know we we went pretty long, and people yeah. need to, people of course that show tonight. That's the big one that people need to obviously can head over to the Loftus Party to find it, and they can go to that show tonight.com too. Yes. And, and uh, like I said, I hope to see lesbian Lando Calrissian hosting that show tonight, screaming the entire time. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Paul. That's what's on the web with Paul, everybody. Stacy and I are going to head over. Me and the Liberty Gypsy are going to head over, and we're going to round out the show with a big, fat, juicy slice of Patreon, baby. So we'll see you over there. The Loftus Party Podcast. Take care, you sexy heathen.